0: This week's guest is Donnie Hutchinson. Uh, Dr. Donnie Hutchinson is the author of Lead with Balance: How to Master Work Life Balance in and Inbalance Culture. He is also a university professor, business consultant, executive coach, and keynote speaker who works with clients on organizational culture and work-life balance strategies. As a professor at the University of Dayton and a leadership consultant, Donnie has a unique perspective on work-life balance, requirements, and strategies. Donnie has also worked with a known as firefighters. Uh, he's done it within the Dayton area, throughout the state with the Ohio Association of Professional Firefighters, and, and even on the national states on several occasions with the IFF. So thank you for being here, Donnie. I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I look forward to our evening together here.
0: I I, uh, I tried to put on a little emphasis for the University of Dayton. Much, much <laughs> love for the Dayton Flyers. Uh, I'm ready for basketball season to start next month.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm yes. willing to bet you have better tickets than me, being on <laughs> faculty and everything.
1: Well, if I had kept my tickets, I I've been, have been going to UD basketball since I was six years old. Can you imagine that?
0: That, that is a long, long time. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but sure, sure.
1: No.
0: So, so no, yeah, you've been yeah. a you've been a great help uh, to Dayton firefighters. I know you came out and talked to us a few times, but uh, kind of just go for the you know for the for the person that may not know this. Then I know I really didn't know about this until I met you. What exactly is work-life balance? <laughs> well. I,
1: That's a great question, Jim. And and a lot of times when we think about work-life balance, people think about spending like equal time at work and equal time at home or equal time on things that they want to do. And and that's actually quite a fallacy. Is that you know for me and and with my research, work-life balance is pretty simple. And that is, what do you value in life? So in other words, do your day-to-day behaviors. Are they in alignment with your priorities in life? And if we really think about that, because oftentimes we don't stop to think about what the priorities in our life actually are. But when we when we pause to think about, hey, what are the priorities in my life? You know, is it is it my family? Is it my health? Is it my work? Is it the station that I work at? You know, what are those priorities? And and oftentimes as, you know, we all do, we have a lot of priorities out there, but I asked them the question, work-life balance is about, Hey, when you examine and pause and look at, Hey, what are my day-to-day behaviors? And are they in alignment? And do they support those priorities in life? So for me, that's what work-life balance is. And that's what I try to help people try to figure out.
0: Nice. Very nice. Now, uh, you concentrated on a lot of on firefighters, and I was just curious on on you know why is there such a need for us to have this work
1: life balance? Well, quite ironically, is I was finishing up my um, research on my Ph.D. and I was contacted by uh, uh, the I.A.F.F. out of D.C. and uh, through LinkedIn, you know with all those things with social media, it's like, wow, someone found me on LinkedIn, you know? And they called me up and said, hey, we are, we researched and we need to bring in a work-life balance speaker for our annual, you know, the uh, annual conference. And we'd like to interview you. And one thing led to another. They interviewed me. They asked me what my approach was, how I go about it, how I help people. And they, um, this goes back to, 2000 January 2017 they said hey we'd like for you to come out and be the speaker and then I've been doing that every year since and and it's just one of those things after I'll never forget Jim I was <laughs> I was in Anaheim California January 2017 and I show up in this room and I have 200 firefighters hundred on the left hundred on the right in this huge room and as you know how you, Guys are. And, you know, it was uh, a little intimidating at first, but it was one of those things to where once I finished that presentation, or actually during the presentation, I actually fell in love with your industry because um, I have such great appreciation when we talk about firefighters and the, you know, you guys put your lives and ladies put the lives on the line out there in your work. And you are the everyday hero that we talk about you know a lot of times people talk about who are our heroes today it's like well how about people that actually take an oath that serve and protect the community you know they put their lives on the line it's just one thing after another and it was like my gosh what an industry and then after the, my first presentation i did two that day but after the first one so many people came up to me and it just seemed to really hit them that hey, I do need to start figuring out what my priorities are, and I do need to start thinking about my own self-care and how I take care of myself because I want to be around not only, not only to do the job I love, but to also serve and protect myself and my family. And it just, it, it just really hit me. It is it, uh, it a life-changing event for me. I was like, my gosh, I literally stumbled across an industry that I fell in love with sort of like a love at first sight type thing that I was like, my gosh, this is exactly what I was looking for is to be able to go out and try to really help people and make a difference in people's lives. And it's been a fantastic journey for the past three, three and a half years. And, and uh, keep, I keep looking forward to every single time I'm out in front of people um, to be able to actually help.
0: Yeah. Nice. So now like when you're going out and you're talking at alts and you're talking at the OAPFF and just really throughout the country, a lot of times you're talking to the leadership of various cities, municipalities, uh, as far as, you know, union fire, union leaders and everybody else. And, and these are the guys that, cause I can, I'm, you know, speaking from me, you know, my own experience, uh, were, I guess the guys that, uh, are going to these conferences. We're the ones that, that are on call, you know, people calling us and emailing us all day long. And I mean, we're there to try to serve not only our citizens when we're doing, you know, when we're on duty, but then we're, um, you know, basically on call for our members, uh, taking care of their whatever their union needs may be. And uh, I think just all those people, just like myself, um, had a problem saying no, had a problem. I uh, was so worried about everybody else, uh, I could tell, at least for me, that I would neglected myself pretty hardcore on a lot of different areas. I had a I had a hard time saying no, and uh, I was definitely stretched thin, uh, and that's being from a fat guy. So, uh, <laughs> so you, you know, you came along and you really kind of put things in perspective and at least got me back on track. Um, and this helped me out immensely with that. And I'm glad to hear that you're, uh, doing that across the country of other firefighters as well. Cause I'm sure there's more p- people just like me as well. That just, you know, you want to do good, but it's just, it, it's at a cost. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, do you no, feel like that, that's a pretty common thing? Is that no, like it, a lot? Cause I know, cause he even mentioned before, like, um, a lot of a lot of us won't speak up during these actual classes. But later on, when you're out, uh, when you're still at the conference and you're grabbing a bite or something to drink, it's, it's like uh, it's like you're uh, Charlie Brown and, and you're going to see Lucy, right?
1: <laughs> right. Yes. And, uh, you know, that happens quite a bit. Actually, it's something that I actually put into my schedule because it's one of those times where. Sometimes I'm running a pretty busy schedule and I go out for a conference and and I do a talk, but I always make sure that I'm around that evening for dinner and, you know, people hanging out afterwards because it is it's like I have a rotating chair a lot of times. And and, you know, for the leadership, the ones that, you know, are constantly answering the emails, make taking the phone calls and on their on their, quote, days off, you know, and. And, of course, the spouse isn't too happy with that. It irritates the family, the kids, and all of that. I go, you know, that's sometimes a little bit easier to sort of talk and talk through. You know, I know I've, I've done it with you and the class in Dayton, and I've done it with, you know, many cities, is that it's one of those things to where it's like it, it, it's, it's really about establishing expectations with your memberships, you know, with your members. And, and it's like, hey. Folks, you know, from from 1800 to 1900, my phone's going to be down and it's because I'm going to take time to have dinner with my family on Tuesday and Friday of this week. So but rest assured, you know, come 1900, 1901, I'm going to pick up that phone and I'm going to listen to my voicemails, read all my texts and I will get back to you. And. And, you know, I used to do this in business many, many years ago. It's just setting expectations for people. And and I, for one, if you ever think about it, if you ever called someone, you know, a service provider, or, or, you know, of course, you know, we always deal with Wi-Fi and cable and everything, you know, trying to call service providers sometimes for our home. But it's like it's one of those things. It's like if we knew we could leave a voicemail or send a text message and someone's going to respond to us within an hour, we'd be elated, you know, it'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome, you know. And, and that's how members do feel. It's like, hey, they just want to be heard. Like, hey, here's my issue. And they want to be heard that they're going to be taken care of, you know, type of a thing. And so I think that those are sometimes things that when we talk through it, you know, it, it's very helpful because when you do put that phone down, now all of a sudden your family feels like they are that priority. They are that priority for that hour of having dinner. And that goes a long, long way, as, as I know you've you've experienced, and many other people have. It's just like, hey, you know, what's a priority at that time of life? You know, let's do that, and and that's a good thing. And um, but I'll tell you some of these other things. I was at the uh, Ohio OAPFF up at uh, Putin Bay this this uh, past September, and one of the guys came came up, was sitting down with me, and um one of the guys came up and, and he said, Hey, can you help me? I'm so busy. And he, you know, he was working overtime in the firehouse and all that, but that really wasn't what he was so busy on. He, he worked two other jobs and he goes, Hey, I'm working between 90 and hundred hours a week. And my family, you know, my, my new wife is getting stressed about it and she's giving me all kinds of grief about it and all that. And he goes, what do you recommend? And I was like, dude, a hundred hours a week's a little bit too much. <laughs> I go, what are you expecting me to say? I go, you know, you got to back off. I go, why are you working so much? He goes, well, I just wanted to save up some money. And I'm like, you know, that, that's the thing though. People want to save up money, but I'm like at what cost at the sure. cost of losing your wife, your spouse, your children, your health, you know, well, fa- I mean, hard.
0: firefighters already going to, you know, we already have a higher divorce rate. We already that's have, nice. you know, a high alcohol and drug rate. Just uh, the, the job, just just working normal hours can get us to that. But, you know, adding yeah. all these, these other pressures as well. Um, that's why I really do believe actually having some work-life balance, setting some boundaries, you know, actually having rules you know, will help to deter a lot of that stuff. It's, it's,
1: uh, it's, it's huge. Oh, you're absolutely right. And that, that's a good way to put it, too, is having those boundaries, you know. And, and, and what you really think about, if you have boundaries, it's like, wait a minute, what's important to me? What's a priority right now? You know, it's just like when, we're, when you're at work. I mean, and let's not kid ourselves. Our families call us at work, right? <laughs> you know, they do. Or text us or whatever it may be, but it's one of those things. It's like, you know, when the alarm goes, I mean, what gets in the what gets in the way of the alarm? Nothing, right? Sure. When the alarm when the alarm goes, we go because it's a priority. And if we take that concept and sometimes think, hey, when our spouses sitting in a room in front of us and trying to talk to us, how difficult or how difficult should it be to just, hey, let's put the phone away. Let's put it on silent, right? And give that person in front of us attention. I mean, from a spouse to, I have my teenage girls, as I know, you know, you've heard me talk to them, Jim, but my teenage girls, they Sometimes plop in my office. I have a leather chair in my home office right across from my desk. You know, when my one daughter, she's a junior, she plops down in that chair. uh, I know she wants to share something with me, you know. So it's one of those things where it's like no matter what I'm doing, it's like, okay, let me pause and I'm going to give her attention and give her an opportunity to share and, and I think that's so important with us, with our family relationships, is just to be mindful of who's in front of us and how can we serve them and help them and, and be there for them. Because, you know, hey, we're there every time we're on work. We are there to serve the community. And, and that sort of brings me to another point, is that it's like when we, we take that oath to serve and protect the community, yet oftentimes we forget that we ourselves and our family members of that community. We get so caught up in our work. We forget that we also have a community of people right here in our home, and we need to serve and protect them too, right? And that's one of the ways we do that is by taking care of ourselves, being the best that we can be from our physical needs or psychological, emotional needs, but being there for them. And I think that's a great way for firefighters to start looking at things is that, Hey, let's not forget our family members are a part of that community that we've taken an oath to protect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I know touching on what you said a minute ago, um, I know I've gotten, uh, well, I guess I'd say complained about, uh, you know, at home because I may physically be here, but there are oftentimes in which mentally, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm thinking of everything else I have to do, even though if my phone may be down and I'm not on the computer. Um, I'm still elsewhere. And, and I, I know I've, I've learned I've to do a, a better job of shutting that down and actually being in the moment. Yeah. You know, I've stopped like, I mean, even silly, I don't know if this relate or not, but you, you, know, you go to a, a talking about being in a moment, you go to a, like a rock show any anymore. and, you've got people that are recording every single song, you know, on their phones. And it's like, are you ever going to go back and actually watch that? You know, my, I basically, I make sure I take a rule, a picture just to, just to prove I was there. But then other than that, I'm, I'm in the moment.
1: Yes. Yes. Now I know, I know exactly what you mean. Not so much from being at the rock show. Um, I know some of those concerts you've been to and I, I'm jealous of that, but um, I noticed it at a, like I go on Friday nights, I go and watch my daughter cheer or, you know, and I watch parents that are videotaping stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. Which I remember when I used to want to videotape one of my children doing something like in gymnastics. And I'm like, I'm missing the whole show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't want to be looking at the camera. I actually just like you say, be in the moment. It's like let's well, just be there, you know. And and you're right. So many people miss that. And and we could we could have a whole nother show on social media and the whole thing about you know too much of capturing images and videos.
0: Yeah, you know, I I like to. I mean, every podcast I like to try to throw in at least one MySpace reference. So
1: I miss <laughs> MySpace, Donnie. That's right
0: that <laughs> more my speed than this other stuff
1: yes no, i know what uh, you mean uh-huh.
0: you know now I, I get to have the pleasure of, of seeing you uh talk in front of us uh, a couple times coming up uh you'll be at our uh miami, miami valley health and wellness conference in just a couple days um i've got you doing a a real short uh just uh um highlight basically presentation at that time but then you're also going to be able to participate in in the wellness round table which i think will be great but then uh my buddy nick from brothers helping brothers also has you booked at the miami valley fire and ems conference february 5th 6th 7th and, and 8th i'm not sure if you know actually what day you're on there but uh you got to do the whole thing that time yeah at least a, at least a longer um uh, presentation, which will be definitely beneficial to everybody that's in attendance there. Um, what is, what usually when you present, what are some of the, the things that you're, you're you know actually just the highlights I guess of, uh, of what
1: you're going over? Well, I'll tell you there, I take it it's a three step process what I what I take groups through in these workshops, Jim, and and the the first piece is that. Yeah, I, I take people through what I call, let's understand your current reality. And that current reality is what I say, tell people it goes, it is what it is, whatever you, you are right now. And I, and I help people reflect on it. And I take them through these reflection exercises. And I hope to do this next week. Just touch on one, just, just start a little bit on one. But I get them to really think about what, what's important to them in life. What do they value? And, and it takes people down this path of relationships and they think about family, whether it's spouse, children, parents, siblings, friends, um, friends at work, health, you know, what's important to them in life and all of that. And, and in my normal workshops, then they, they document some of this and they, they get a true understanding of what their current reality is. And then... I take a little break from that and I say, hey, let's let's walk over here to the other side of the stage and think about, hey, what is your desired future? You know, how do you want life to be? So if you ha- if you're in an unhappy relationship, how do you want it to be? You know, do you want to separate or would you like it to be happy and and nice and fulfilling and loving? And if you're not that close with your children because of all the demands and other areas in life. You know, I understand all these demands, but how would you like for it to be your children with your children? You want to be closer. You want to spend more time for, with them. And, you know, I get people to think about that desired future, what they dream about. So that's sort of like step one and step two. And then but the, the, and that's what I call I say sort of, you know, if we understand current reality of where we're at and we understand where we want to go, that's a lot of knowledge there. Knowledge is really powerful. But the third bullet, which is this of the step is so important and it's execution, because I always believe knowledge is powerful, but execution is key. And with that, the execution is we act, literally I help my attendees build a project plan. You know, how do we go from current reality to desired future? What tactical steps can we really take? And I think you were in a conference of one of mine where where I literally said, hey, how many of you are dating your spouses? And I go, I mean, literally, going out on a date once a week, once every 10 days, two weeks, whatever it is, but you are doing something. You're dating your spouse. And I usually get very few hands. And then I share with them about what the research says. It says, hey, if you date your spouse, you have a much better chance of being happy and staying married. And so I say, hey, let's start on that project plan right now who wants to date their spouse and I get people that raise their hands and I'm like okay pull out that phone right now let's all text our spouse and ask them out to dinner right mm-hmm. and you know it, sometimes it's very comical some of the feedback I get at these conferences you know it's
0: <laughs> yeah I
1: mean it, it, you yeah. It's like um, you know. Sometimes the feedback is you know, especially at the you know overnight conferences. It's like, have you been drinking? You know, <laughs> or what? What have you done now? You know, type stuff. Yeah. You know, so there are there's some comical stuff out there, but other times though, I get I get these firefighters that circle back to me about two weeks later after they've gone home, they've gone out on a date, and they are just so appreciative of having me urge them to take that uncomfortable step, you know, sort of doing that, helping them do that. And, and, and it turned out so nice, you know, and, and it's, it's very rewarding for me to help people get into that position. So, but that's what we do in the conferences. It's sort of that three-step process, understanding where, where you are in your current reality with work-life balance, how well you're taking care of yourself how well you're doing at work, how well are you doing with your family, and then shifting them into, hey, you are the architect of your life, so how do you want things to be? You know, dream big. Don't hold back. Don't think, well, I'm in a bad marriage, so I can't wish for a good marriage. No, let's wish for that good marriage, and then thirdly, let's build a plan to get you there and and that's the re I I love that part though. The rewarding part is actually putting some action steps into stuff and getting people to go down that road and actually start seeing those results. Because once that momentum builds, I'm like, Oh, they're, they're getting that work-life balance. They're, they're doing it. You know, that's uh, for me, it's super cool.
0: Definitely. And I've seen the results. Uh, it's good (laughs) stuff. So, um, Let's get you out of here uh, with just a few random questions, if you will. Now, what yeah. I have here in front of me is I have 25 random questions, because this is obviously called the 25. So, um, But I kind of let you choose your own fate. So why don't you throw out a, a couple numbers, and, just, and uh, we'll answer some of these. And it's and None of these are too tricky, but it's just uh, actually a little bit to kind of know your personality.
1: Sure. All right.
0: We'll go with number six. Okay. <laughs> it's always bad when I do that laugh. <laughs> like, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, you got me worried there. Uh, no, no, no. This will be interesting. All right. David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Van Halen I, I, or uh, Van Hagar?
1: I know, and I've I've got to go with the original. So, David Lee okay. Roth. Yep. Just have to. Yeah. Now, yeah. I like Sammy, but I don't know. I I grew up with David Lee Roth, so there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would I would have to agree with you, but I, I will say this: I saw Sammy at the Rose earlier this year. Yeah. And yeah. He was great. I I really enjoyed it. They did some, they did, he had his own stuff, and then he had, I mean, the songs that they did, there's some of them that are damn good, but yeah, I mean, the original Van Halen, Mm -hmm. 1984. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's where, that's where it's at. And I've seen, I've seen them uh, as well.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 So, no, that's cool.
0: Good deal. Uh, how about another number?
1: Uh, we'll go with, uh, number 10.
0: What is the most beautiful place you've ever been?
1: Mm. Uh, I will have to. I've been there several times. Siesta Key Beach. We just love it. I just love walking on the... I'm I'm a beach guy. Um, I'll be living on a... Down by the beach in three years. <laughs> um, uh, and I just love Siesta Key Beach. Yep.
0: Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I think mine would have to be I always love Sedona. You ever been to Sedona?
1: Arizona? I have been to, yes, I have. I used to live in uh, Scottsdale. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would go up to Sedona, go to the Grand Canyon. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. So don't it. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's just the difference. Go ahead. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing about living in the desert, though, as we did for a couple of years, and my children were really young, real, real young. And um, as we are here in the Midwest right now, living in Dayton, Ohio, um, what an appreciation to just allow your children to roam in the yard. You know, you you forget that when when you're in Phoenix in that area it's like you have rattlesnakes you have scorpions you have have all these deadly things in the in the in the in in your backyard possibly you know possibly in your backyard right and uh it was was, was so different and i could not get used to that and hence i only spent a couple years there (laughs) sure sure
0: i just like the place because it's a it's a different speed altogether. Oh, it's yeah. just turned all the way down. It's yeah. uh, relaxing and beautiful. All right, let me get you get give me one more, and I'll get you out of here.
1: All right, we'll go with mold football number
0: number twenty. Number twenty Is <laughs> there that laugh again? Uh, favorite Disney movie.
1: Oh wow.
0: See now that's weird now. I, I, before you even answer it. Because before, I think every, when you say favorite Disney, art, right, you're thinking like more of the animated and everything else. But Disney now, Star Wars and Marvel, then, I mean, all that kind of stuff, too. So that's a really open kind of crazy question if you really think about it.
1: It is. It is. I would, though. I'll tell you. I really love Elton John's music, so I go back with The Lion King for the music.
0: I, you can't go wrong there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, gotta love The Lion King, and uh, but I I love the music of it though. And that's pretty much with my young kid, or with my oldest kids. I was watching a lot of Disney. As you know, as a father, sometimes you just sit through those movies over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: mine, mine is uh, all Cars, so usually Cars 3 over and over again.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love the first couple Cars. I haven't seen Cars 3, but I might have to watch that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's tolerable. I mean, it's better than Peppa Pig or uh, some of the other yeah. stuff they watch.
1: But I will tell you. After about the third or fourth time, you know, in some of these movies we watch with our children or we sit on the sofa with our children or bed or whatever. Right. Um, my mind does work on other problems going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> work or whatever the hell we talked about being mindful. Sometimes when you're sitting in those movies constantly or in front of the TV. Sometimes Absolutely. it's just nice to physically be there with our child and we can think about other stuff right
0: that's right <laughs> 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 all right well thank you again for your time I, I appreciate it very much I'm looking forward to seeing you in just a couple of days uh, at least you know, a couple times in a couple of days which will be nice
1: yes yes I um, am
0: too where where can uh, where can our, our lovely listeners go and actually find out more information from you
1: Oh, I, I would love for them to go to the website. It is Donnie, so it's with an I-E-D-O-N-N-I-E, Hutchinson.com. And they will see a new uh, video out there and a brand new website. We just updated all the videos and the website last week. And, and looking really forward to going out there and serving all of you that are serving our community so well.
0: Perfect. All right. Thanks a ton, Don.
1: You bet. Thanks, right. Joe.
0: See you soon. All right. Thanks.